morning. How are you? Good. It's good to see you, although I really can't see many of you with the lights, but it's good to see you here this morning. So glad you're here. We're doing a, a series of sermons just based on different psalms in the Bible, and I can say S if I'm referring to more than one, right, Cliff? So, uh, but we are looking at Psalm 77 this morning, so if you have your Bible or you got it on the phone or whatever, you can go ahead and and find it there and turn there. We're going to have it on the screen in just a moment as I read some of it. But you can go ahead and turn there. But uh, just just uh, to mention some things just up front. You can raise your hand if you want to. But you don't have to. How many of you have ever had circumstances in your life and they've turned out not in the way that you thought they would? <laughs> All right. Now, immediately... And, and it's kind of what today's message is about is sometimes circumstances don't turn out the way you want them to and it's kind of a, we view that as a negative thing. I don't, how many of you have had circumstances turn out not the way you wanted but it was good? <laughs> that happens, doesn't it? You know, but we often associate when I say, how many of you have had circumstances turn out not the way that you would like for them to? We often associate that with meaning it turned out in a way that was not like we wanted, Right? That's kind of the way it does. I think we're, we're, we've all been there, we, and, and we have good things going on. Thank goodness that good things come, but circumstances change from time to time, and sometimes they change in a way that we don't like. Now, what do we normally do when things don't go the way we want them to? We pout, right? <laughs> right? I've seen somebody nudge their spouse. That's exactly what you do, right? Now, as humans, sometimes we, we might get mad. We might get disappointed. Uh, you know, sometimes we throw a little pity party for a short time or whatever. But sometimes things just don't go the way we want them to. And I know it's kind of funny. In, in my house, we have uh, our, our youngest one. He, um, it, it, We kind of make a joke about it now. But he will be really excited when he comes to ask you about something that he wants to do. And so he's all, hey, hey, can, can, I, can, can I go blah, 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 blah? And if the answer is no... It'll be like, hey, can I go do this? No. <sighs> Have you seen that? I mean, you know, it's all, oh, everything's going to be great because I'm hoping I'm going to get the answer that I want, but then the answer comes and it's not what I want, and all of a sudden, <sighs> you know, just the whole world just, just crashes, right? I mean, have you been there? You've been going along in life and things are going well, and, and you just feel like you, you've gotten punched in the stomach, you know, just taking the air out or, or maybe you know, you're sailing along and the wind quits blowing <laughs> and you don't have any wind in your sails anymore. And that happens. Now, that's not, thank goodness, the way that most of us live life all the time. But I think that, that there are a lot of times when we have circumstances and they change and they just don't change in the way that we think is a good thing. Now, if you're a believer, you believe in God, you, you believe in Jesus, then also a part of maybe if you pout for a little while or whatever, you have your little pity party. But at some point in that, as a believer, hopefully, and we do, we, we get to the point uh, to where we pray. It should be the first thing that we do, but a lot of times it's not, right? But we do as believers, well, the praying is a part of that. You know, God, why, you know, why is this not turned out? Or here's what's going on, and I'd like for you to do this, or this needs to change, or I'd like for you to fix that. And, and so we do that. Now, in our little Christian world and things are, you know, are good and everything's going to end up working out for the best, we always say. And so kind of the way the scenario goes is I have a problem. I'm a little distressed. 
I begin to pray. I'm begging God. I'm pleading God for things to change. God answers my prayer. Circumstances change. My life is better and I'm happy. And not only have circumstances changed in my life, it's better and I'm happy, but I also begin to view myself as being successful as a Christian because obviously God loves me and he's listening to me because things have turned out just exactly the way that I wanted them to, right? And then if the opposite happens, then all, we do all the opposite of, of that usually. But that's the idea. That's, that's the scenario. I have a need. I go to God. I pray about it. I let him know what I'd like to happen. God changes my circumstances. He delivers me from that. I'm happy and I feel like I'm a good Christian because now God has listened to me. And just life goes on. So, And sometimes it does happen that way. And that's a good thing. But what about when it doesn't happen that way? What about when things don't turn out the way you want? What about when you're doing all the right stuff? And, you know, you're coming to church and you're praying and you're seeking God and all this stuff. What about when all that's happening and you're not getting the answer that you wanted? Or maybe you feel like you're not getting the answer at all. That's exactly where the psalmist is in Psalm 77. So if you'd look, I'm going to read that, and we can. I'm going to read uh, just the first nine verses, and if you would uh, look along and and read those with me. Verse one, it says, uh, "To the choir master, according to uh, Jethu, a psalm of Asaph, I cried aloud to God, of aloud to God, and He will hear me." In the day of my trouble, I seek the Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out without wearing. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I consider the days of old. The years long ago. I said, let me remember my song in the night. and Let me meditate in my heart. And let my spirit uh, made a, and then my spirit made a diligent search. Here's what he found as he searched. Will the Lord spurn forever and never again be favorable? Has his steadfast love forever ceased? Are his promises at the end for all times? Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his compassion? Man, those are, those are some strong words, aren't they? As the psalmist does that. So, so, so here, here is the scenario different from the one that I presented as the psalmist is in. This is his scenario. Okay, hey, I have a problem. I'm in trouble. I have a need. I'm begging. I'm pleading. I can't sleep. You're keeping me awake. It's just, I don't know what to do. I can't even, I'm so troubled, I can't even speak. So I'm going to consult God and I'm going to think about these things. And when he does, he moans. Just, he's just, just troubled. His soul is troubled and he cries out to God. And here is the answer that he gets instead of our answer of everything is good, circumstances change, and life is a better place. The answer that he comes up with is, hey, God, are you still there? Have you forgotten me? Are, are your, is your mercy, is your grace going to cease? Not just for this moment, but is it going to cease forever? I mean, are you done with me? Are you done showing me grace? Are you done listening to me? Hello, God, are you still there? That's what he comes up with. 
Now, most of us would probably not say that out loud, much less write it down where other people could read it. But we've probably been there. Have you been there? Have you just kind of been there like, God, where are you in this? Are you listening? Am I, are, are you even know I'm here anymore? Have you turned your back on me? I'm crying out. I'm pleading out. I'm doing all the right stuff, God. I'm saying all the right prayers. I'm going to church. I'm, I'm doing all the things I know to do. I've got all the formula in place, but it's just not working out the way that I think it should. And that's where he is. Even to the point of basically, God, have you turned your back on me? And I think this is so much like us. One of the things that I love about the Bible and all of the things that we have recorded is, one, it is about the lives of real people that a real God dealt with. And they struggled and they had problems and God dealt with them in so many ways like he deals with us today. We're just people, right? And so I love that. And it seems like it's so much like us that when things don't go the way we should, especially when we're thinking about God and praying and looking for direction and answers, when things don't go the way that we think we should, oftentimes we begin to doubt. And what the psalmist had done at first was, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of the days of old. He's going to start thinking about his own circumstances and the way things used to be and, and try to conjure up some kind of encouragement based on his experience in his own life. And so he starts to think about all these things, but they just don't help him. He begins to doubt. He begins to wonder if God is around. And I think we may do that. We may... Uh, when things don't go the way that we think they should, we begin to doubt ourselves. You know, all right, am I really in tune with God? Am I really thinking, you know, am I really seeking God? Do I really know what God wants? Is You know, what's the problem? We begin to doubt. We might even doubt God. Is there a problem with God? And what's What about what's going on in my life? And, and the more we doubt, the more we can begin to look at all the negative circumstances. And as we look at negative circumstances, the negative circumstances support the reason that we're correct in our doubting and we continue to doubt, right? So it can be an endless cycle as we just wonder what is going on. So I think part of the problem is, like the psalmist, we tend to put all our eggs in the circumstance basket, right? We just tend to do that. And, and you know, part of that can be good because it is a way that we have to measure how things are going, right? I mean... One of the ways that we measure when people say, hey, how's it going? Well, you'll, you'll base your comment based on some measurements that you're taking in different areas of your life. And a lot of times it has to do with circumstances. And if things are well, we often have a tendency to say, hey, man, things are going good. And if things are not, we'll say, well, I'm having a problem here. or This is this and I'm having a problem. We, we measure things on circumstances. But the problem is too often I think we put all of our eggs in that basket. And so we base our opinion on life, we often base our opinion maybe on God and how he treats us based on the circumstances that are going on in our lives. Now, the problem with circumstances is this. The problem is that we have a tendency to exaggerate them, right? On both ends. When things are good, we can exaggerate them and they are like just the best ever, right? It's like this is just, oh, my life is just awesome, it's the best life, it's Everything has gone right, and you, you're getting along with people you work with, and there's no problems in your family, and you hadn't had to, you've gone a whole weekend, you hadn't, and this is just speaking of my own personal life, you've gone a whole weekend, you haven't had to repair a car, or a lawnmower, or work on a pool, or change a dryer out, or a dishwasher, you've gone a whole weekend, 
and you hadn't had to do any of that. How's things going? Oh, man, right now, no check engine lights have come on, and things are good, right? And so you have a tendency to exaggerate. Oh, man, this is just the best weekend ever. Things are just going along great. Everything's smooth. We exaggerate circumstances. We exaggerate the other end when something happens. Everything's going along good, and you have a little bump in the road, and all of a sudden, it's just the end of the world. Oh, my gosh, can't believe this is happening again, right? You're waiting for the other shoe to drop. You just, you think things are okay and you're just waiting. And first time something happens, aha, there's the evidence that life's going to be horrible again. And we can kind of get into that cycle. Again, I hope, you know, we don't, we don't live there, hopefully. I mean, that, that would be a bad place to stay all the time. But I think, if we're honest, that we probably get there from time to time. I know I have been there. I get there. Sometimes it doesn't take as much as others. Sometimes I'm amazed at how quick I can get there depending on what happens. You know, you go along and, and something something just is said or done, and all of a sudden you're like, how did I, now my attitude is horrible. I mean, I thought I was doing good. I woke up with a good attitude, and this one little thing happened, and all of a sudden now the rest of my day is going to be ruined. Now, I know none of you ever have days like that, right? But we kind of base that on circumstances. And making fun of my little son, it's like as an adult, I'm in life going, oh, oh, man, everything's great, everything's great. And then something happens like, oh. You know, we, we have a tendency to be able to do that. So what I want us to look at is what is the psalmist's response? He, he has a problem that whatever it is, we're not told exactly what he's going through. But he's got these issues and they're, they're, they're horrible in his life, keeping him awake and really seeking and begging God uh, for answers. And he looks at his own life and that doesn't seem to help a whole lot. So what does, uh, what does he do? Look in, uh, look in verse 10. We'll pick up with verse 10. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm reading along, Jonathan, with the screen today. If you haven't noticed, I wanted to experiment with doing that, and I'm telling you my secret. But So you, maybe you might move them around, around, along a little faster. Verse 10 says, Then I said, I will appear to this, to the years of the right hand of the Most High. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old i will ponder all of your work and meditate on your mighty deeds your way O god is holy what god is great like our god you are the god who works wonders you've made known your might among the peoples you with your arm redeemed your people the children of jacob and joseph when the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth thunder. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightning lighted up the world. The earth trembled and shook. Your way was through the sea. Your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Man, those are some awesome verses. And here's what the psalmist done. Those first nine verses, basically, it's like I'm going to look at my own life. Maybe I, can, maybe I can remember some things. But what happens is, basically, he just continues to remember negative circumstances, kind of like what I was talking about. And he says, okay, time out. I'm going to switch. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to focus on God. I'm going to focus on what God has done. I'm going to remember the history. I'm going to remember how he delivered people. I'm going to remember all of that stuff that I know. And that's going to be 
a way of encouraging and remembering what's going on. Now, here is what I think is very interesting as we look at this. As he begins to remember God, and as he does all of the things that we've seen him do about remembering some of the stories and some of the things that happens, guess what? Circumstances don't necessarily change, do they? We're not told in any of that from verse 10 on to 20. And so I turned my ways to God and I started remembering all the things that he done. And God answered my prayer. My circumstances were changed. Everything was better and life is a better place. Still, even when he is focusing even more intently on God as he was at the beginning, but now he's remembering all of the things about who God was, we're not given any indication that the circumstances change. And so I think that's interesting. Look back in verses 15 through 20, just those few verses there. Uh, and I'll read them again. And it says, You with your arm redeemed your people, the children of Jacob and Joseph. When the waters saw you, O God, and when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Indeed, the deep trembled. The clouds poured out water. The skies gave forth thunder. Your arrows flashed on every side. The crash of your thunder was in the whirlwind. Your lightnings lighted up the world. The earth trembled and shook. And look at these last few verses. Your way was through the sea. Now, if you remember or know of any stories in the Bible, you may have figured out already, but he's talking about when Moses was there with the people of Israel and they were facing the sea and Pharaoh was behind them chasing them because they have left Egypt. And this is the parting of the Red Sea. This is when God led his people through, through the sea. This is the story that he's remembering, how powerful that was. So your way was through the sea, your path through the great waters, yet your footprints were unseen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. So he's remembering specifically this one instance that is just a monumental landmark story in the, in the life of the people of Israel to where they were at their wit's end. They were doing what they th thought God wanted them to do. They were, they were leaving uh, Egypt. They, they had been on this journey. They get to where there's nothing but sea. A lot of times in, in the Bible, the sea is just this, this uh, turmoil, this negative thing, this thing of danger, just this over-encompassing sea. And, and they're here, and they're standing there at the sea with nowhere it appears to go. And that's the story that, he, that he's re remembering and how God had led them through this sea. So, so here's, here's the thing that, that, we, that we don't have in this story. We don't have the psalmist saying, and things got better, circumstances changed, God answered my prayer, all of a sudden I could sleep, all of a sudden uh, I wasn't worried about anything anymore. If we don't have any of that, what we have is a lot better than that. What we have is much better than circumstances being changed. What we have is... God being reminded, or the psalmist being reminded, that God is still leading. And that's hard to see in the midst of all that stuff, isn't it? But even better than life was better and circumstances will change. Although it's nice when that happens. Better than, than the circumstances being changed, we see the psalmist being reminded, God still 
leads. Listen, there's no magic pill. There's no formula to manipulate God into giving you what you want. You know, you, you hear people say, you know, if you'll just do this, 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 and this, then God will do this. If you'll just pray this way. Now, granted, there are some things in the Bible. And, and uh, the, as a matter of fact, I was even talking with someone just earlier this morning talking about praying specifically and God answering those prayers. And that is awesome. And God does that. But there is no magic formula that if you do this, 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 God always answers it this way. And so we don't have any idea of the psalmist saying, if you'll just say this, God will change your circumstances. Life will be better. What we have him saying is, listen, I prayed. I'm seeking God. I am crying out to God. I'm really wanting to know what God wants for my life. I'm pleading to God. And, and I am reminded that although circumstances haven't changed, God is still a God who leads. You know, that's comforting. Because that's what we need to know sometimes in those times where we really can't see the way out. And you may feel like you're standing at the sea of eternity and you, you've exhausted every possible option that you possibly can think of to change your circumstances. You've begged. You've pleaded. You've cried. You've stayed awake at night. And God just seems like he's not answering that prayer. And I'm not sure how God will choose to deal with that in your life. But one thing I can guarantee you is that God is not unaware of what you're going through. And in the midst of everything, God is a God who still leads. And for us to trust that he will do that. Now, that doesn't just make things go away. But if you want to breathe a sigh of relief, just realize it's not all on your shoulders. And that God is a God who continues to lead. Verse 19 and 20 talk about leading through the sea and God's footprints not being seen. Now, I know we've all seen the little poster. We've all seen the little frame of, of footprints. And, you know, you got, you're walking across the, the beach and you see one set of footprints. And the reason you didn't see two sets is because God was carrying you. And that's all good. Now, that's, that's kind of appropriate to what's going here. But listen, but, but here, here's the thing. Even uh, the psalmist, and I think in our life sometimes uh, that, little, that little poster is good to remember, but sometimes we don't even feel like God's carrying us. And we just need to be reminded we might not feel like it, we might not see it, it might not be very obvious to us, but be reminded, and the encouragement and the hope comes from the psalmist here, just in the fact that remember that God leads. God has not forgotten us. He is still leading what mattered was that he was leading now i don't know about you but i can have a tendency to focus on the circumstances and it what didn't matter here was that there was a sea that didn't matter what didn't matter was that the psalmist couldn't find a way out of his problem that didn't matter that it, the path wasn't obvious to him it doesn't matter if it's not obvious to us it doesn't matter the circumstances and maybe you feel like that the circumstances are too big or things are too much or you just can't make sense of it or you don't understand how that would work or how could God take this and do that and that is all human 
nature and that's perfectly fine. But realize those are circumstances. And God's way many times is not necessarily a deliverance from the circumstance, but holding our hand and leading us through the very thing that we view as being the trouble. But he opened it up and he made a way. Now, I know you've been there. I know you have. And though, again, you've been there when things have been great and you prayed and God has answered that and that is awesome and you've been there and you may be there right now where you're begging and you're pleading right now. You're wondering if God is going to answer. You're wondering what is going to happen. What, what, how is this situation going to turn out? How are things going to end up? What's going to happen in my life? And, and you can get in a turmoil and you can beg and you can plead. And I just want you to know, don't feel like that God has forgotten about. Because this psalm reminds us that God is a God who continues to lead. Now, this is going to sound kind of corny, okay? I'll give you a heads up. But just a little phrase to remember this whole concept about God leading, all right? Very easy, it rhymes, and it's corny. But you'll remember it because it's corny. When in life you find yourself pleading, remember that God is always leading. Now, in order for me not to be the only corny one in the place, I want to make you say that with me. Would you please say that with me? When in life you find, remember, now, say it like it's not corny and like you really believe it, all right? When in life you find yourself, remember, now that is corny, but maybe you remember that. I want you to hang on to that. Whether you're in going through something right now or just give it time, you will go through something, right? And maybe this little corny phrase will come to mind. And if nothing else, it will help you remember this psalm and God's ways, especially revealed through this psalmist, that when in life you find yourself pleading, you're staying up at night, you can't sleep, you're begging, you're crying out to God and you cannot see a way in it. Just because circumstances don't change and just because things don't happen the way you think they should, do not think that God is not leading. Just because of those circumstances. So when in life you find yourself pleading, God, why is this happening? God, what do I do? How am I going to change this? I can't see a way out. God, I, I thought I was doing what you wanted me to do and now look, there's nowhere else for me to go. How is this going to turn out? When you find yourself pleading to God. Remember that he's always leading. Now, th this isn't just pie in the sky, by and by, just do whatever and life will always turn out good. That's not what I'm talking about. This is a, the psalmist is someone who is seeking God. I'm not talking about just do whatever you want to and life will just eventually just, it'll all, it'll all come out in the wash. That's not what I'm talking about. This is someone who is genuinely seeking and pleading and begging God. And when you're doing that, know that God is leading. And it may be revealed to you soon. It may be revealed to you later. I don't know God's timing in the way he chooses to do things. But don't lose hope that God is not there. Don't think that God is not there. He's there with you. He's there making a way. And you can't see it. And I love the way uh, the New Living Translation says, uh, verse, verse 19, it says, Your road led through the sea. Your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. 
a pathway that no one knew was there. I mean, can you imagine being a part of the people of Israel standing in front of the sea, and here they followed Moses and Aaron all this way, and they think they're escaping Pharaoh and slavery and all of the stuff that went along with that, and, and they're, they're following these two people who are supposedly men of God, and they're following them, and everything is okay as long as they're making progress, but when things come to where it appears that they've come to a halt, can you imagine what they may have thought? I don't know how much they grumbled, but I know they did because you can just go back and read. They grumbled the whole way. They grumbled when they had food, when they didn't have food. When Moses gave them water out of a rock, they complained about everything. I'm sure there was some complaining going on because it appeared circumstantially that there was no way. Oh, great, now we're here, we've run away, and now we've got nowhere to go. And that New Living Translation said, your pathway, it led on a way that no one knew was there you may not know the path the people around you the godly people around you that are praying for you that are praying with you that are giving you guidance that are giving you counsel they may not see the path no one may see the path but i'll tell you somebody who did know where it was and that was god because he was the one leading now i'm not saying he caused your circumstances i'm not saying any of that i'm just saying in the midst of whatever it is he is a god who leads and he will lead you the same way he's been faithful to lead his people all throughout the scripture. He has not forgotten you. He has not turned his back on you. He is compassionate and he is a God who continues to lead. So I just want to ask you this question this morning. What areas in your life do you need to be reminded that God is leading? I don't want to throw out to you all you need to do is pray and do this and come to church and do this. And, I'll, and God will change your circumstances and, and everything will turn the way that you would want it to and life will be great. I can't promise you that. But I can promise you that this. What areas do you have that you need to be reminded that God's leading? Is there an area in your life where you've been discouraged? Maybe there's trouble. There's, there's things that you're experiencing that you thought you would never experience in your life. Why am I going through this? How did this happen? How did I get here? How did my life get to this point? I want you to know that God is leading and you need to trust in him for that. And I don't know how it will turn out, but I know one thing. God hasn't turned his back on you. And if you'll trust in him, maybe in the midst of circumstances, the only hope that you can muster is the fact of knowing that God is leading. I'm going to ask the band if they're going to come forward. And if you would, just pray with me as they do that. And I don't know if, if you want, you might want to pray right where you are. You might want to come and kneel and pray here just as a way of saying, God, I'm kind of getting out of my space and letting you know that I'm praying for you. But you may be going through something right now. Maybe things are great for you and you're not going anything through anything, but you just want to be reminded, God, okay, if things do change, I want to know that I need to depend on you. But however you want to pray right where you are, you might want to come here. Just uh, pray with me if you would, and you can just kind of move forward if you want to do that as the band begins to play. God, thank you for uh, today and just being reminded. Sometimes, Lord, I don't know how um, I don't know how we have gotten to the point sometimes as believers that things should always be good. Somehow, Lord, in our culture, we have been made to believe that circumstances always have to be good 
that life always has to go well. And when it is, that's a sign that somehow you love us more than other people, maybe that are not facing trouble. But Lord, it doesn't take me much to be able to read your word and realize that your people, things didn't always go well for them. The people who followed you the closest didn't have just perfect lives that went on without a hitch. They didn't have perfect lives where they never had any trouble. In fact, Lord, a lot of times I see the opposite. I see the people who followed you the closest often experience trouble and ridicule and problems. And that didn't mean that you didn't love them. That's just just a part of life a lot of times. And So, Lord, I pray that uh, today there may be people here who are just struggling. And they're, they're wondering if, you, if you're there. They're wondering if, if you care about them. Have you left them? Lord, give them an encouragement today just to let you know that you haven't left. You're there. You're still a God who leads. An encouragement today to know that whatever the circumstances is, that, that you're aware of that. That you very well may have a path and you're leading in a way it's just not obvious and can't be seen by anyone but you. So today, Lord, uh, rather than putting our hope in circumstances, we put our hope in you. We put our hope in our trust that you're a God who leads. So encourage us today with those words. In Jesus' name, amen.